Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode 116 of Be With Me. Now, Be With Me is a chronological walk through the Gospels, and we're doing it in seven-minute-a-day segments. So if you don't like today, come back tomorrow. It'll be better. Uh, We are coming off a story about a man with a withered hand. He got a hostile reaction from the people. There was a conspiracy against him, and there was hostility of the people that were there. And they were set about ready to accuse him, and they conspired against him on how he might destroy them. Therefore, he moves on. Here's the story. This is from Matthew chapter 12, verse 15. Jesus, aware of this, withdrew from there. And many followed him, and he healed them all, and ordered them not to make him known. This was to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah. Behold, and this is the, the rest of this is a quote from Isaiah chapter 42. Behold, my servant whom I have chosen, my beloved with whom my soul is well pleased, I will put my spirit upon him. He will proclaim justice to the Gentiles. He will not quarrel or cry aloud, nor will anyone hear his voice in the streets. A bruised reed he will not break, and a smoldering wick he will not quench, until he brings justice to victory, and in his name the Gentiles hope. So this is (coughs) 600 years before Jesus. He heals them all. you got to love that. Um, and there's there's four things that this passage mentions. It mentions the pleasure of God. It re- it mentions the people of God. That is who uh, who God chooses, if you will. It describes the personality of God, and then it gives this prophecy, this forward look about something that's going to happen. Okay, so let, let let's talk first about the pleasure of God. So this is. We, we kind of step into this Trinity party is what I, I keep referring to it, where the Father and the Son and the Spirit are admiring one another. My soul is well pleased. That is that there's this favoredness and delight that each member of the Trinity takes in each other. We see that at Jesus' baptism. We will see it at his transfiguration to follow. Um, the Spirit is here. The, Jesus is here. And the Father is here, and this is all in 600 BC uh, to a prophecy called the uh, Servant Songs, and there's a bunch of them in Isaiah. All right, so there's pleasure of God amongst himself. That is, God loves himself. And you think, wow, that sounds arrogant. Well, Well, hold on. To do anything otherwise would be idolatry. There's a lot to like in Jesus. There's a lot to like in the Father. There's a lot to like in the Spirit. And they should be, must be, admiring and pleased with one another and pleased with the other persons of the Trinity because it's truth. Otherwise, they would be, you know, lying to themselves and lying to us. So let's enjoy the Trinity enjoying itself. All right, let's talk about the people of God. And that is, he will proclaim justice to dot, dot, dot. Who? Who is he proclaiming justice to? And then here, this is such a surprise because the Bible is primarily about the history of the Jews. Here's what it says. And he will proclaim justice to the, wait for it, the Gentiles. And we've seen this over and over, even in these 
short 116 seven-minute uh, considerations. We've seen it with the woman of the well, the Samaritan, who was sort of a half-Jew. We've seen it with the centurion asking Jesus to heal his son from afar. We've seen it with Jesus' references to Naaman and the wid- widow of Zarephath uh, when he was in Jerusalem, and when he even mentioned those two non-Jews, they wanted to throw him off a cliff. So here we see the heart of God through who he chooses as a people. That is, he chooses the unchosen, he chooses the poor, he chooses the foreigner, he chooses the widow, and uh, he proclaims uh, justice to a, a people group who generally justice was outside their reach, and not even not even expected, not even dreamed of. Justice at that era was whatever a person in power wants to do. It's hard for us to to uh, imagine uh, because that almost never worked out to be in the people's favor. In fact, maybe to take the word almost out of there, it never worked out for anyone's favor unless you were a member of that person's uh, family. So the people of God, sort of the unchosen he chooses. And then we hear about the personality of God. We find out he's not quarrelsome. He's not loud. He's not advertising himself. In fact, he's trying to almost keep it quiet. We find that he's gentle. A bruised reed he will not break. A smoldering wick he will uh, he will not uh, quench. So then finally, that's the gentle Jesus until the last two lines, until he brings justice to victory and in his name the Gentiles hope. So this is going to be fulfilled clearly 100% and justice is going to win. I always laugh uh, when I see someone sign, someone holding a sign that says, we want justice. Really? Do you really want justice? Do you want 100% justice? Do you want 100% justice for what goes through your mouth? Do you want 100% justice for what's in your heart or what's in your head? If we had 100% justice, who can stand? The answer is nobody. So, Nobody can stand, comma, unless you've hoped in his name. That's what that verse says. He'll bring justice to victory, and in his name the Gentiles will hope they better, because they don't, because otherwise you don't want justice. All right, so in conclusion, number one, God loves himself, and we should love him too. Number two, uh, a bruised reed and a smoldering wick. Perhaps you are a person that's been out of the power realm and or you you've been on the short end of the stick with regard to health or success uh or you've felt like you've been bruised relationally or maybe in an organization or you've been an outcast people group and you've you've been a a victim quote unquote of injustice or injustice well that's how this this verse starts and it kind of doesn't end like that so the woe is me turns into don't be stuck there because then it the 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 teaching point is to go with he don't stop as woe don't stop with woe is me go all the way until you get to go with he because it is in his name that the gentiles will hope and who is that he's the compassionate he's the powerful he's the visionary he's the uh, prophet that promises per, uh, perfect uh, uh, justice so don't get stuck in the woe is me. Don't get stuck in the uh, organizationally or relationally bruised position. Go on from there. Thanks for listening. I'll see you tomorrow.